Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw and SmackDown, but also NXT. AW Dynamite pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to Raw tonight. But before we do that, I wasn't here last week, and I still can't quite believe my eyes as to what went down last week. Just, did that actually happen? It was like the second week back with fans. It was all over the bloody shop. Oh, it was weird, man. Um, so it wasn't like a good show, but that's not a hot take on a Raw preview, is it? <laughs> Monday Night Raw wasn't that great. But several really worrying and damning things happened. Um, there was sizable portions where the crowd sat on their hands. Um, the big character they pushed one week earlier got pinned. Um, Randy Orton remained AWOL, and I suppose we'll get to that a little bit later on. Just weird, weird, weird stuff, and... It was all underpinned by a Bobby Lashley segment that felt completely superfluous where he stacked up. Weird, right? So he stacked up the Hurt business to mimic Roman Reigns and then went one further by saying no to Bill Goldberg. So it was like, oh, you're just stealing the other SummerSlam main event storyline, are you? So there's a couple of different things to address. It wasn't good, Wilborn, ultimately. And it was so not good that we couldn't get 15 minutes of pissing ourselves blind over the actions of Karrion Cross, who had a less boring match with Keith Lee than they had at that takeover. Um, but yeah, the second week of Keith Lee's big comeback, the second defeat in a row. Mm. You couldn't even extract fun from the completely dysfunctional. Yeah, copy my homework, but make it look like you've not copied my homework. Okay, yeah, we'll <laughs> WWE champion doing everything the Universal Champion's done. And like you say, I was so confused because I sort of, I, I didn't have to watch Raw in its entirety, so I obviously didn't. I mean, people always say this, well, if you're going to complain about it, why don't you just not watch it? Well, when I don't have to, I don't. So there you go. <laughs> um, but what was all this stuff about, like, I was so confused. There was there was obviously Nikki A.S.H. versus Charlotte and there was mm. uh, Damian Priest versus Sheamus, which were, I don't know, were they were they qualifiers to get a title match? Or Because I thought the, the, the 
the match had been decided. I thought they just said, oh, yeah, we'll do a triple threat. Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, and Nikki A.S.H. And then oh, I'm so confused. Are you new? Is this your first day? Welcome to What Culture. I understand that there's a, there's a couple of other Adams here. There's probably a joke in that. But, um, yeah, the whole... I, the Damien Priest-Sheamus one especially, because that seems to have been the SummerSlam match for a couple of weeks. And, yeah, there you go. <laughs> 10 quite sort of sort of needless minutes on television. Charlotte and Nikki, before we get it again, before we get it again, again at SummerSlam, um, they've not altered their philosophy that was occurring in the Thunderdome, despite the fact that they have to sell tickets to these events. Last week's Monday show did nothing to make you want to buy tickets to the show should it come through your town, other than to hopefully get a live appearance from Lily herself. And even then it might just appear as a Titantron video package. And then you feel completely ripped off. I hope they're offering refunds. I thought they didn't have to do any of that bollocks anymore since the developments the weekend, but apparently apparently that's not the case. <laughs> Doubling down. <laughs> um, just to recap some of the things. Mustafa Ali and Mansoor are the new dominant tag team. Sort of great. Sort of quite funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, they kind of nailed that. Uh, so they they weren't easy, of course they did, because they were just fighting um, T Bar and Mace, <laughs> whoever you know. Like, but um, the idea was, yeah, Mansoor is banging the idea. Mustafa Ali isn't. They've both got good moves when they let off the leash, and Ali's like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm gonna have to go along with this because you've actually gotten us this win, and it's presumably it was. I don't want to call it textured, but they've sowed the seeds for either a surprising tag team run and then a split or just a split straight away. I'm just, it wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. I'm just trying to work out with this you know, odd couple tag team. What made Vince choose these two to go together? I'm, I'll, I'm working on it. I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> um, and just to just to cover off the ongoing uh, 3MB storyline, Drew murdered <laughs> a lawyer last week. Was that the case? Yeah, that's right. He's uh, he's taking down every obstacle that Jinder puts in front of him one at a time, including legal representation. So he's uh, destroyed the object. He's destroyed one of the partners. He's destroyed a lawyer. I mean, the floor is yours. What does Drew McIntyre destroy this week in the name of, I don't know, Scottish heritage and the three-man band? Is Heath Slater going to come back and be like, no, guys, come on. Let's literally get the band back together. And then he gets a claim off for his trouble. Remember last year when they just fired him like a month earlier and they bought him back for one night just so Drew could pin him easier. I don't want to have to do this, but I'm well. And he did. <laughs> that was it. That was a whole roll one week. I mean, it would be really funny if he beat up, well, there's no one left, is there? He beat up, obviously murked Shanky with that, that chair the other week. Lawyer got beat mm. up. Didn't Veer get, I mean, tried to use a chair and just got that kicked in his face. There's only Jinder yeah. left, but he'll bring someone else in this week and he'll kick them so hard that they play the bagpipes or something. That's what they're going to do. Just jug it all in a big bowl and see what happens. WWE are smart, right? They're, they're really into the hashtag LTST and it's a good job they didn't sack the Bollywood boys because they're perfect for right now, aren't they? Exactly. Um Right, let's look ahead to tonight's show and, well, I suppose more fallout from last week because <laughs> Goldberg's back to address Lashley. I don't know what he's addressing. He got a resounding no from last year. There's not really much to discuss, is there? Uh, like, they are... You have Goldberg, 
and you have Bobby Lashley. And I understand people's complaints with the idea of putting Goldberg in these title matches. I know it really rubs people up the wrong way. Something about that, particularly that match where he defeated The Fiend, has soured people on the presentation of Goldberg forever. I was never concerned about that, but moreover, I'm sort of, I feel like I'm a bit more balanced on our big bill because I thought the Drew McIntyre match was a success overall. Mm, I yeah, it came absolutely. away from the Royal Rumble where Goldberg hadn't exposed himself. Drew felt like a bigger deal for the victory. And it, 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 you don't know what you're going to get with Goldberg. You could have that. You could also have The Undertaker getting dropped on his head. It, it, like, it really could go either way. Maybe I'm thinking about it. The more people hate Goldberg is because they've actually destroyed... He's destroyed people they love, and I never liked those guys. Now I'm starting to put this together. But <laughs> but look at him. Like, despite his age, despite everything else, look at him. You get two great minutes out of him, and he's jacked. Bobby Lashley is this awesome-looking specimen. Just last week, me and Sidgwick were reminiscing about the Assault Course segment and how people don't understand that some of the best things Bobby Lashley does is just showing how awesome he is. It doesn't have to be, like, this sort of eloquently delivered dialogue or this, like, really sort of excellently executed sports entertainment, pro wrestling, whatever. It can just be... Do cool stuff because you're awesome. You are the almighty, as they call you, and you actually are it. So I'm kind of into the match, but this storyline at the moment feels like it's more up in flames than Pharaoh nearly was that time on that AEW pay-per-view. It's nicked from SmackDown. It's had Bobby Lashley crushing what remained of the Hurt Business for no good reason. And now Goldberg is effectively going to have to come to Raw and whinge that Bobby Lashley said no. I, I did maybe this is the night where they simplify all of this, but they haven't half gone around the houses. This, for me, is a very bad night to be MVP. I think that's the only way mm. they can go. Of Goldberg's down there saying, oh, I guess you're a little bitch or whatever, because that's what they've got to pick that <laughs> box this week. And MVP will come down and say, well, look, we, we, you know, we took into account your, your application, but it's been declined. Sorry. Spear, jackhammer. Spit. He loves a good spit in the ring, Goldberg. And then uh, imagine later on just landing in that gauze. Oh, goodness me. Oh. Uh, oh. But yes, they, they, they're blatantly. How far away are we from? How many rules we got left? Any, two more, is it? Three, two more. Yeah. Two more after this one, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to get on the road to SummerSlam. And I just checked. There's two matches confirmed at the moment. For, by the way, have you seen the SummerSlam poster? Oh, my days. I mean, they've done some lovely photos. No. Oh, lovely stuff. I'll send you that in a second whilst, that, whilst I'm getting your thoughts on. Yeah, what on earth's going on with Nikki A.S.H.? Because, as, as I said, I was sort of skipping and went, oh, cool, main event. So there's going to be some shenanigans here with Rhea Ripley or whatever. And then, no, Charlotte Flair just beat her clean and went, oh, crap, you are. And Nikki went, yeah, all right, I'm crap, but... Try me again. And so we've got a no-holds-barred match tonight. Yeah, really protecting your champions. Um, it, oh, I don't know. So they are... It felt last week was them attempting to have Nikki A-S-H. Call her Nikki Ash. It flows quite nicely, and we can all stop saying A-S-H. There's only one thing that I can think is harder to pronounce than A-S-H, and it's WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... I uh, like they tried to do everything with Nikki last week. So she comes out and she, this pissed me off. She opens Monday Night Raw, like the first promo of the night. And she does the like, welcome to Monday Night Raw. And then she was like, oh, I always wanted to say that. And it just really boiled my ass because it's like, that's the prize. Not the literal prize over your shoulder of being <laughs> Women's Champion. That's the prize of getting to be Stephanie McMahon for the night, you fucking dork. 
But like, so did that a bit, but the whole idea is like, you know, f- f- be a superhero for your dreams and your dreams will be a superhero for you. You can have that one if you want. Um, he's gone now, you can use stuff like that. But like, she does all that and we know the real story behind her wanting to get this character over and it's fundamentally sweet and maybe the kids will love it unless the kids feel horribly patronised by it, who can say. But then, in acknowledging that it's maybe been a bit of a fluke and money in the bank by its very nature, there's a there's a flukish element to it, even mm. though really what it does is it rewards the people who have got the big brains in rather than people going for flukes. We've got that prize, use it. They have Charlotte beat her to kind of re-establish parity and we get this rematch tonight. Knowing full well that we're getting the Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, Nikki triple threat anyway, I have a horrible feeling that Nikki's not going to win again until SummerSlam. <laughs> yes, they could do the Rhea Ripley comes out and helps tonight because there's no hold bar. That's exactly what they're going to do. Nikki gets a cover, even though she's as good as knocked out, covered in blood or whatever. And then as like Charlotte isn't even looking at Nikki after the roll-up, she's looking, peering through the ropes at Rhea Ripley, who's doing as she walks out. For podcast listeners, you know what I did. I put my finger on my nose and wiggle my fingers. Um, God forbid if that's still the story and Nikki's the third person in it. But a little bit of me thinks they might beat her all the way to SummerSlam, and that's where she gets the win. And Bruce Pritchard defends it on the podcast in five years, saying... Uh, that was the story. We had to make her an attraction. And how they believe they would make her an attraction is having to take five pins on the spin as champion. Well, yeah. It's not great, is it? It's not great, Wilbon. Like, there's no option of this way. Like, oh, cool. That's all that sort of hope that people were insisting we all had. I'm not going to name names, right? But there were some pretty prominent people on the old socials that were making it very clear that you absolutely unashamedly had to get behind Nikki A.S.H. because Nikki crossed the person deserved better than what she was getting. And don't we all whinge all the time about people not getting pushed and all these takes. And it's like within hours of those tweets probably appearing, WWE were already getting together to think of ways they could undermine the superhero and make the kids cry bra and all this sort of stuff ahead of like her getting her one comeuppance at SummerSlam. I've worked it out. I've worked it out, Hamlet. Tonight, yeah, it's exactly what you said. Rhea Ripley comes out with a kendo stick or whatever it is, murks Charlotte and puts the lifeless body of Nikki ASH on there. Then next week, I'm just I'm just trying to work it backwards. We've got three to go, three to go, including tonight. Next week, we'll have Rhea versus Charlotte, no holds barred, because let's just give everyone no holds barred matches to really completely undermine that mm-hmm. stipulation. Uh, and that time, Nikki ASH goes to return the favour for Rhea Ripley, but accidentally twats her and Charlotte beats Rhea Ripley because we can't have her looking strong. And then nope. a contract signing where Rhea stands tall, I suppose, and she's like, just think, just because I helped you doesn't mean I like you, and you stupid b- bastard, why did you mess it up for me last week? And then Nikki gets the win at SummerSlam, if you're lucky. I know what you're thinking. You need that big go-home segment, don't you, to really hammer home all this like amazing long-term storytelling they've done between the three. <laughs> So what you do is you have um, Charlotte and Rhea fighting near like a janitor's closet or something like that. And then Nikki ASH appears on the scene and pushes them into the door and then turns the key and you hear all this like banging on the door and they can't get out. And then she just shouts, oh, Nikki's won the beat the lock challenge. And it all ties together. Everything was... A, that was why they didn't put it in the Hell in a Cell video packages, because they wanted us to forget it, so it would be a big surprise on the SummerSlam go-home. They put months of work into this, and we don't respect them for their process. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm going to rapidly move on to... (laughs) Something very serious. Carrying cross. One that's gone. <laughs> he has gone 50-50. Uh, by my math, Jeff Hardy will not be back this week. No. Uh, certain reports claiming, of course, he had COVID. Uh, hence why he wasn't there last week. But what on earth do they do next with this guy? I mean, just call him Carrie and Ash and get on with it, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, I, I wonder if he knows. I wonder if they know. So the report, I don't know if you spotted this when you were off. <laughs> reports were that Jeff Hardy was going to beat him again. Yeah, absolutely. Like the idea that they beat he beat him twice. This is why I think Nikki Ash is losing tonight. By the way, because in their minds, that's like this will really fool the fans when they get that roll up at the pay per view and slide <laughs> on the floor and do what all heroes do now, which is celebrate on their asses on the floor by the ring with the referee raising their arm and them looking surprised rather than being able to stand on all four posts. Um. Carrying Cross and Keith Lee are certainly experiencing some struggles, and I wonder if those struggles will overlap again tonight. Um, Jeff Hardy isn't there, but it is apparent that he's not necessarily, it doesn't really matter that he's not there currently because he was just set to beat Cross anyway. Um, surely Hardy and Cross wasn't the big Cross program because you don't give them two matches if that's the way that he breaks out. Mm. You know what I mean? He, 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 win, lose, or draw, he fights somebody different before his big program. So I think rematch tonight, Karen Cross, Keith Lee. <laughs> I don't even want to pick the winner because you are inviting Fury either way. So let's say double DQ. <laughs> yeah, I sense some sort of mad spot where they explode the barricade or something, maybe. Yeah. Keith Lee pounces 
carrying cross over into the audience or something like that and they go to a count out or a, I, don't, I don't know and I don't care but I, what I do want desperately is for Karrion Cross to stop wearing the NXT title on Raw because mm. if they are insistent on NXT on selling us this fight between Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe and it being this like clash of ages and uh, yeah, I know Joe's going to kill you but like you've got to be pretty worried because you know Karrion Cross is, is the new face of fear on NXT blah 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 they need to start drawing a thicker line between two versions of Karrion Cross. I'll I'll accept having to watch one guy on a Monday and one guy on a Tuesday. But that belt that he wears around his waist on a Monday is being more disgraced than he is by mm. appearing. Get rid of that. Get that belt off. Hashtag cross. And just because when you brought Keith Lee back, you decided he can't be the challenger for the WWE Championship. It doesn't mean you have to go, right, well, since he's been away, he's missed loads of chances to lose on Monday Night Raw, so we better make up. <laughs> it's, it's madness to be just burying this poor guy. Keith Lee... Um, in a tweet that has since not been formed part of the conversation, because there's just been a million other conversations to have lately, tweeted something along the lines of that he was going to tell the story. I couldn't decide at the time if that was a work, mm. and there was something in the something in the offing that we were going to get revealed on Monday Night Raw, and he was going to turn it into like turn his appearance into an in-character thing, which is fine, or he was actually going to start pew 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 shooting. So I guess we could maybe see an answer to either of those questions tonight: work or shoot. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it was the moment where Cross was out there and then they said, oh, he's going to be facing Keith Lee. And I was like, <laughs> we often talk about this in a good way, saying like, well, neither of these guys can afford to lose. And I was like, no, 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 neither of these guys can afford to lose. What are you doing <laughs> together? And then, well, just, unless it's the thing where his kryptonite is old, broken-down, 40-year-old guys, but he can beat up <laughs> behemoths like bloody Keith Lee. No problem. I just, like you say, I don't know what they're doing and the fact that they're doing it in the midst of him still being NXT champion before he, you know, before arguably one of their biggest money matches in NXT, it's just, you want to see a personification of them not recognising NXT as the third brand anymore. I mean, any any opportunity for me to say oh maybe uh, nxt will be involved in survivor series yeah i'm, I'm never going to make that argument ever again because <laughs> not happening is it guys let's be honest um but talking of dominance and feuds one thing i was very sad to miss out on on last week's show was the uh well i think it was termed the <laughs> lucian um <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was, can I just say, after my grossest ever misspeak on a podcast when I accidentally referred to it as the Lily Lotion, and that sent me and Sidgwick off on a riff train about how successful that product would be from WWE's shop, considering how the entire character is non-spate. Well, they've got, they're in a real position now. I suppose they sort of have to continue, but uh, obviously there was the injury to Natalia. I assume that takes her out for a while. I saw stuck on that stuck on that video again. Imagine like John Morrison with the drip stick, but that commentary that was edited of Jim Ross. It's calm. <laughs> <laughs> the milk mania truck. We need to find that video again and tweet it out so people know what the hell I'm talking about. Add a bit of context, but it's very funny. But like, I mean, presumably more of this sort of thing. Very interested to see the reaction to it as well, obviously with the news that broke over the weekend with, with Bray Wyatt, mm. with, with Alexa and, and Lily and Doodrap and uh, Eve Marie. And like I said, the women's tag champions who 
I assume, and we'll have to vacate the belts. I don't know how long Natalia's out for, but I'd sense she's not going to be back and defending it anytime soon. So the news broke over the weekend that it was going to be a matter of weeks, not months. Oh, for okay. Natalia. And, and they may, well, that doesn't confirm anything. Obviously, they may deem that enough to strip the tag team champions, or they may think that they're possibly onto something with Natalia and Tamino, just keeping there for the time being. These belts are in the mud, let's be honest. Um, so maybe it might be worth just staying put there for the time being. Um, we've got a feud, I guess, in Eva Marie and Alexa Bliss. You've raised something interesting here, and it's perhaps the most intriguing thing about tonight's Raw in general. Not just will the crowd go wild for well, about Bray Wyatt when Alexa Bliss appears on screen, um, but will the crowd go wild in general because it is in Chicago? Yes. Of all the times for crowds to be back and cities to be back, that is interesting. This market that's suddenly, not suddenly, it's always been obviously a hotbed dating back to all in pre-AW, but particularly finds itself as a hotbed perhaps more than ever. Um, considering the amount of shows AEW are going to be running there, the virtual sellout they're going to get at the United Centre, the absolute sellout they're going to get again for All Out and the subsidiary shows around All Out. And, I don't know, a wrestler that happens to come from there that has typically found his name appearing on Monday Night Raws in the past. Um, I think they will turn on this segment with the chance for Bray Wyatt. Genuinely, I do. Um, he was, to some, beloved and Alexa Bliss's character was always an extension of his. And I think the fans will make WWE aware of how aggrieved they are at his release. And that's if they haven't already been put on mute with the CM Punk chance. There's his name. Um, be funny if they dusted off the old Thunderdome dome soundboard and just tried to dot wav those chants out of existence. How many buttons can we press? Like just have let like somebody's toddler into the thing and just let them mash the buttons until they create a wall of sound to stop the uh, the CM Punk chants being heard on television. Exactly but yes, right. I expect I expect the Bray Wyatt chants will hijack whatever they try and do with Alexa Bliss tonight. This is what exactly what I was going to say. Do you remember back in the day when you used to be able to just watch Big Brother live here in the UK? Mm-hmm. You could watch it. Yes. 24-7 loop, but anytime any anyone was discussing something personal or family or anything like that, it would just cut outside to the chicken coop and there'd just be like yeah. a pigeon noise or something. That's yes. what's going to happen for large parts of Monday Night Raw. And the audio sweetening is going to be off the scale tonight. My prediction for this is whatever they had planned with the developments that we've seen, as you say, with, with Bray and the fact we're in Chicago, I'd I'd almost guarantee it's going to be in Alexis playground so they don't have to have a, a live crowd behind it sort of thing. With Pigeon.Wav playing the entire time just in <laughs> case, just to protect themselves. Yeah. I, um, are they going... The big question, I guess, are they going with uh, Eva Marie and Doodrap versus Alexa and Lily at SummerSlam? Is that the oh match? My, oh, my God. <laughs> Is that the match? You're right. I didn't even... <laughs> oh my oh I don't know is who's it single the worst worker Eva Marie or, or Lily <laughs> oh no that's really ruined my day that has <laughs> so I mean this is as you sent me a really lovely SummerSlam poster with the Vegas lights in the background and oh Cena it's lovely isn't it like mega set. it's great it's really really good now make that SummerSlam poster with a doll on it <laughs> Right, let's wrap up by talking about uh, the other match that's been advertised for tonight. It is Riddle versus 
Big George, a.k.a. Omos. Um, and I suppose that the shadow hanging all over this is the imminent return, we assume, of Randy Orton. I believe I read somewhere that he's possibly even been advertised uh, for, for being at this show, whether or not that'll be a dark match or something else, who knows. But it would seem to suggest that they're going in that direction. You know, uh, Styles and Omos have dealt with the Viking Raiders. I was trying to... My brain was fighting with me then because we were talking about them when they moved up from from NXT mm-hmm. and they went through about six name changes. <laughs> Machine War Raiders, Viking Experience, Viking Raiders. We'll get there in the end. There we go. Um, they dealt with them obviously last week in that in that um, tag title rematch. Then you had AJ and uh, Big George getting involved uh, in that match between Riddle and uh, America's Moist Wanted. <laughs> I love him, John Morrison. <laughs> so Riddle isolated against the, you know, giant henchman of of AJ Styles, potentially with Miz and Morrison, you know, aiding and abetting this one-sided beatdown, could call for a return of a guy that I think Riddle, Riddle thinks is dead right now. I mean, I this goes two ways, and I like them both, um, but. I can't not be fascinated in Omos versus Riddle and what the hell yeah. that's going to look like. Um, that is an interesting singles match they have arrived upon that is, of course, tied to the fact that last week the heels battered um, heels battered Riddle. Uh, the thing with Morrison and Miz, where are we even starting? This? So the thing with Morrison and Miz is, right, WWE either, either do know this and are just letting it happen or don't know that every week... John Morrison comes out and fires implied spunk out of his implied dick. And WWE are thinking that they're selling water pistols to kids. (laughs) (laughs) It's spunk and it's gag. But like, they've got this heel tag team that are obvious heels, can never not be heels, little snaky little scumbags. Morrison's getting over the dripstick, but you know, awful little creeps. And AJ Styles has been getting these amazing pops and AJ and Elmas are very easily turned if you want to turn them. But... You've got AJ and Omos versus RK Bro as a SummerSlam-ready tag title match where potentially strapping RK Bro makes good on this story that people have really enjoyed. However, are Miz and Morrison there, and have they been existing in this orbit to be the real challengers to AJ and Omos at SummerSlam? Because Orton returns and turns tonight. You see what, like, both are good. Yeah, if I'm honest, both are good. They've dragged another team into the tag team champions orbit to set up a potential tag team match as a way to divert you from the thing that you think is obvious in RK Bro. Or you get a cool singles payoff because where's Randy been? Well, he's been wherever he wants. He's not been defending you, Riddle. And there's, you know, we were never friends, blah, 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 blah. Like people wanted a tag title match. We people idiots. I would have never a team with him to win belts and so on and so on and so on. And then you've got your tag team match off to the side that you've kind of already booked. Um, Omos tonight takes implied spunk from the implied cock to the face. And there's the reason for the the heels to all fall apart as a foursome. And finally, AJ and Omos turn baby face, if you want to do that too. I like both. I think I'm mean, interested in the RK Bro tag title match as much as I am the split now, because you can get both out of that as well. Mm. So fair play. They've established six pretty over characters with a couple of different scenarios. And this is probably the best thing on this show still. So, and I, I can't see a, an outcome that isn't fairly satisfying for SummerSlam coming from this show tonight. And the uphill battle of Riddle 
versus Omos with AJ Styles, potentially also with Miz and Morrison. You couldn't really write a better, like you say, whether or not he comes in and immediately RKO's Riddle or not, you couldn't really write a better place for, for Orton to return and at least yeah. look to save his former partner. Totally, yeah. They're like the RKO's on everybody but Omos, then he tries to RKO him, Omos holds him up in midair and then Riddle boots him in the chest to help the RKO come down on us. You know, whatever, if they want to look like a team. It's like, I think this is genuinely decent and I can't see them screwing this up. Oh God, I said it. There we go. And on that note, <laughs> I couldn't think of a more perfect. Well, this is, this is never going to go wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy Monday Night Raw tonight. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it is... This is the happiest moment of my life. I don't think anything could ruin this moment. <laughs> that, that podcaster was one day away from retirement. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw and how it's all blatantly going to go wrong uh, tonight at What Culture WWE on Twitter. Why well, say you can follow both of us? You can follow Michael Hamplet at Michael Hamplet. At famous last words on Twitter, you can follow me at Adam <laughs> Follow us all at What Culture WWE, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from. The SmackDown review uh, is already up there, and our Raw review, complete with the five star review review. If you want to suggest something short, crap, and wrestling related for us to review instead of a god awful Raw segment, do that by subscribing to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes and leaving us a five star review on there. But for now, this has been the ominous. Raw preview. My thanks to <laughs> Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, thirty-six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 